Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church, back home from our mission trip to Uganda. It's good to be home uh, and back in a normal recording environment. Hopefully we'll have fewer technical difficulties of the audio-visual nature here at home. And we are today and tomorrow going to be taking a look at two of the most famous chapters in the whole Bible back to back. Today, it's Daniel 6, Daniel and the lion's den, and tomorrow, Isaiah 53, that wonderful chapter that really is the centerpiece of the second part of Isaiah from Isaiah 40 to 66. The middle chapter is Isaiah 53, and it really is theologically the heart of that gospel redemption for the nations that is the major theme of that second part of Isaiah that we've been in for a few weeks now. Let's pray and ask the Lord's help as we get into Daniel chapter 6, which actually ends the narrative section of Daniel. And then starting in chapter 7, we get a series of visions that Daniel has. So let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for your love and faithfulness to us. You are so good. And it's a blessing to be in your word day after day. It's a blessing to be called by your name. It's a blessing to know you and to be known by you. We pray that you would write Daniel 6 on our hearts, that we might understand what it is that you have for us through this chapter of your word today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Daniel chapter 6. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be throughout the whole kingdom, and over them three high officials, of whom Daniel was one, to whom these satraps should give account, so that the king might suffer no loss. Then this Daniel became distinguished above the other high officials and satraps, because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Then the high officials and the satraps sought to find a ground for complaint against Daniel with regard to the kingdom, but they could find no ground for complaint or any fault, because he was faithful, and no error or fault was found in him. Then these men said, We shall not find any ground for complaint against this Daniel unless we find it in connection with the law of his God. Then these high officials and satraps came by agreement to the king and said to him, O King Darius, live forever! All the high officials of the kingdom, the prefects and the satraps, the counselors and the governors, are agreed that the king should establish an ordinance and enforce an injunction that whoever makes petition to any god or man for thirty days except to you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the injunction and sign the document so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be revoked. Therefore, King Darius signed the document and injunction. When Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he went to his house where he had his windows in his upper chamber open toward Jerusalem He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had done previously. Then these men came by agreement and found Daniel making petition and plea before his God. 
Then they came near and said before the king concerning the injunction, O king, did you not sign an injunction that anyone who makes petition to any god or man within thirty days except to you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, The thing stands fast according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be revoked. Then they answered and said before the king, Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, O king, or to the injunction you have signed, but makes his petition three times a day. Then the king, when he heard these words, was much distressed and set his mind to deliver Daniel. And he labored till the sun went down to rescue him. Then these men came by agreement to the king and said to the king, Know, O king, that it is a law of the Medes and Persians that no injunction or ordinance that the king establishes can be changed. Then the king commanded, and Daniel was brought and cast into the den of lions. The king declared to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve continually, deliver you. And a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lords, that nothing might be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. No diversions were brought to him, and sleep fled from him. Then at break of day the king arose and went in haste to the den of lions, and he came near to the den where Daniel was. He cried out in a tone of anguish. The king declared to Daniel, O oh, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from these lions? Then Daniel said to the king, O oh, king, live forever. May God, my God, sent his angel and shut the lion's mouths, and they have not harmed me, because I was found blameless before him, and also before you, O king, I have done no harm. Then the king was exceedingly glad, and commanded that Daniel be taken up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no kind of harm was found on him, because he had trusted in his God. And the king commanded, and those men who had maliciously accused Daniel were brought and cast into the den of lions, they, their children, and their wives. And before they reached the bottom of the den, the lions overpowered them and broke all their bones in pieces. Then King Darius wrote to all the peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in all my royal dominion people are to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God, enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed. And his dominion shall be to the end. He delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He who has saved Daniel from the power of the lions. So, this Daniel prospered during the reign of King Darius and during the reign of Cyrus the Persian. That is Daniel chapter 6 in the ESV. Well, this is certainly a very familiar passage. It's one of the most famous chapters in the Bible, as I said. But there are some things here that we might not have noticed. 
First of all, there are some very strong and powerful parallels between Daniel and Jesus. In this way, Daniel functions as a type or a foreshadowing or an anticipation of Jesus, which is significant here in the book of Daniel because Daniel 6 and 7 are really at the heart of this, of this book. Daniel 6 is the end of the narrative section. And Daniel 7 provides us with the first of a series of visions that will take up the rest of the book, chapters 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. And the middle, 1 through 6, 7 through 12, the middle of the book is chapters 6 and 7. And in chapter 7, we get a very clear vision of the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll be in that, I think, in about three days. And we get also Jesus' favorite title for himself, Son of Man. It comes from Daniel 7. And here I think we have the strongest narrative parallel or anticipation or foreshadowing of Jesus in this story about Daniel and the lion's den. Think about it this way. They could find no fault with Daniel except where it came to his relationship to God, his commitment to God. He was blameless other than that area where they had to sort of concoct to make it illegal. Jesus was blameless, and they could find nothing against him except that he did claim that God was his father. And, in fact, when Jesus himself provides the Sanhedrin with the condemning evidence, he quotes from Daniel chapter 7 about the coming of the Son of Man on the clouds of glory. And that's the only thing that they could find against him is in his relationship to God as his father. Both of them were were sentenced to death, condemned to death. Both of them were put into dens or caves, you know, the lion's den, and then you have the grave where Jesus' dead body was laid. Both of them emerged miraculously from those dens or caves unharmed. And after both of them emerged, there was a decree that went out to, to take the gospel to the nations. Darius issues a royal decree to all nations under heaven. Jesus gives the great commission to take the gospel to all nations. So you see those parallels. A blameless man who is unfairly condemned to death, who's put into a den or cave or grave, and then emerges victorious. Now the difference, of course, is that Daniel never died, and Jesus truly did die. Another difference, of course, is that Daniel was not anyone's savior or redeemer, while Jesus is our only Redeemer. But still, we see those parallels and the ways in which Daniel is an anticipation, a foreshadowing, or a type of Christ. So we see Darius, uh, who's king, and <coughs> the other corrupt officials, they know exactly how to appeal to a king, and that is through his ego. And here we see strong parallels between Daniel chapter 6 and Daniel chapter 3. Daniel 3, with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace, and here Daniel in the den of lions. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it was King Nebuchadnezzar under the Babylonian Empire, where he had put up a 90-foot-tall statue of gold of himself, and people had to bow down and worship him. Here, Darius, under the influence of the prefects and the satraps and the counselors, they get him to pass an, an unrepealable law that no 
God or king should be petitioned for 30 days except for him so that all prayers and all petitions would be directed only to him for 30 days so that he would be the center of worship. So both of these kings desired to be worshipped by men, desired to sort of take the place of God. And both of these decrees got the servants of God into trouble and got them condemned to death and God delivered them both miraculously from death. And the outcome of which was that the kings... King Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel 3, King Darius in chapter 6, ended up issuing decrees praising the one true God. And so in chapter 3, Nebuchadnezzar says, no one is to speak a word against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, because no other God is able to save as he does. But here, Darius issues an even stronger decree to all the peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in the earth, peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in all my royal dominion, people are to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God, enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed, and his dominion shall be to the end. He delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He who saved Daniel from the power of the lion. So the no one else is able to save like this God, that is common between Nebuchadnezzar in chapter 6 and Darius in chapter, uh, chap chapter 3 and Darius in chapter 6. But the difference here is, in chapter 3, Nebuchadnezzar was just saying, you can't speak a word against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But here, Darius issues a decree that all peoples in all the royal dominion are to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. In other words, Daniel's God, Yahweh, the God of Israel, is to be added to the pantheon of gods who are feared and worshipped throughout the Persian Empire. Now, it's still not quite good enough, is it, because... God is the one true God and all other gods are false. But it is a remarkable step for a pagan ruler to recognize the God of Israel, the one true God, God most high, and say, he is the living God, enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed. His dominion shall be to the end. And all people shall tremble in fear before the God of Daniel. This is a, a kind of anticipation of the Great Commission, as I said, that Jesus issues as king of kings and lord of lords when he says in matthew 28 all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit and teaching them to observe all things that i've commanded you and behold i'm with you always even to the end of the age all nations all peoples this continues our missions emphasis that I believe the Lord has given us here at the beginning of 2024 to see that we are called to take the gospel to all peoples on the earth. King Darius issues this decree to all the peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth. And this is one of the reasons why God sent his people into exile. We saw that in the book of Isaiah. God said, I'm going to punish my people, discipline them, send them into exile, but there, they're going to have an opportunity to testify. And actually, people of strange language will even tell of the goodness of the Lord. So here's a perfect example of that. A person of strange language, Darius the Mede, the Persian emperor, in a strange language, issues this decree praising the one true and living God as the living God enduring forever. So God is able to save. And God has a gospel for all the nations. And the gospel for all the nations, as we'll see later this year in the book of Revelation, is fear God and give him glory for the hour of judgment comes. That's a 
It's an unusual way to proclaim the gospel, but it is exactly what we're told later in the book of Revelation that we'll be getting to later on this year. So that's Daniel chapter 6. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. It is living and active. It is wonderful. We have been given a gospel to take to the nations, which is the message of the one true God, before whom every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We need to take this gospel to the nations. We need to tell our neighbors in our own community, those in our own nation, and those in the nations that are yet unreached. We need to tell them, fear God and give him glory. Praise and extol fear and tremble before the one true God, because he is the living God whose kingdom knows no end. Be glorified through Forest Hill Presbyterian Church, through each one of our lives, through the missionaries that we support, through your church around the world. May your name be praised. May your gospel go forward. May your people be fully engaged in gospel mission. In Jesus' name, amen. That's Daniel chapter 6. Tomorrow, Isaiah 53. Hope you can join me. Have a blessed day in the Lord. Thank you.